0: I remember as a child there were three same stories that my dad would narrate to me every evening after he got back from office. My mom improvised stories while making me eat like the bite of food that was getting late for school and my mouth was the school bus that I needed to drive by chewing quickly. My grandmothers told me stories that transported me to a different period stories of gods and goddesses. Parables with the moral in the end, anecdotes from their own ancient childhood. And even if I'd heard the stories a hundred times before, I was still excited every single time. Yet today, when I talk to my friends and they start telling me something that I've heard before, I'm quick to tell them to fast forward. That is because now when I'm listening to their story, my intention is to know what happens in the end. And if I know it already, I don't want to hear it anymore. While as a child, storytelling was all about the telling. And about how it made me feel while it was being told. And I wanted to feel that again and again. So, the question for today's episode is Is it okay to tell the same stories again? Don't we have any new stories anymore? Has every story been told already? And if they have been told already, do we still need to tell them again? Let's think through this and make sense of it in today's episode. Hello and welcome to Advertising Not a Funny Business. I'm Snigdha and today's episode is all about retelling of stories. All of us, especially narratizing, strive to tell original stories, with fresh characters and situations that are far away from the cliched ones. But every once in a while, we end up telling stories that have been told before. The characters may be different, the settings may be different, it might even be in a different product category, but the narrative feels very similar. There are two main things that can make stories feel similar, one is the premise, And second is the insight of course there are other things like visual treatment or music or characterization that can give a similar feeling and vibe but today i'll focus on the tenets of storytelling so we have premise and insight premise comes from the narrative structure that the story follows and insight is the human truth that the story is based on if that didn't make any sense to you i will explain through advertising examples first let's start with the premise the narrative structure so there's a theory that there are seven archetypes of stories You take up any story and it would fit one of the 7 archetypes. You can google this of course and you will find many examples from movies to explain the archetypes but I'll discuss these 7 story archetypes from advertising point of view. Number 1 is Overcoming the monster. These stories have a strong anti-hero, a monster like a Mogambo or a Gabbar and the main plot would be around overcoming that monster. So movies like Mr India and Shole would fall under this category. Advertising like this is meant for challenger brands. Brands that are up against a big established brand. In this battle of David and Goliath, challenger brands take a stance that blows apart all set notions established by the big daddies. The Cola Wars of the 90s would be an example of this. Or even Patanjali for that matter. Another way of looking at it is identifying an enemy in the culture in which the product category exists. So Ariel for instance, The monster is not a brand of washing powder, but the existing culture of washing itself and the expectation that it is a woman's job. Ariel's Share the Load campaign takes on that monster and seeks to overcome it by including men in the conversation. Number two is rags to riches, like the recent Harshad Mehta scam story or Slumdog Millionaire. It's a story of transformation, from being a nobody to becoming a somebody. So all your beauty advertising these days would fall under this archetype or that whitening detergent that shows how people treat you differently when you're wearing this flawless white shirt. Rags to Riches is a narrative of dreams getting fulfilled, upward mobility, progress that you also see in a lot of automotive brands. Number three is The Quest. These are stories where you're chasing some goal movies like Bhag Milka Bhag or Meri Kaum. This narrative is driven by the powerful mission of the brand. Coca-Cola comes to my mind with the quest of happiness, whether it is all the consumer activations they do on ground or their advertising like umido wali it all comes down to finding and looking for that sliver of happiness despite all the difficulties. Then there is Nokia with the mission of connecting people or Bonvita with a mission right in its tagline, tayari jeet ki, the preparation to win. Number four is voyage and return. It's a journey where you go through some beautiful life-altering experiences so that when you return, you're not the same person anymore. A typical hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. Movies like Zindagi Milegina Dubara Na or Life of Pi would fall under this category. This quite obviously is a typical tourism archetype, whether it is airlines, hotels, Airbnbs, brands of premium bikes would also fall under this. I'm thinking of Avenger's Feel Like God campaign or any other experience-oriented campaign. Number five is rebirth. There have been so many Punarjana movies in Hindi cinema, like, Mere karana jo that's all I can think of right now. But rebirth is an experience of renewal, change in personality, change in outlook. Tamasha was like rebirth in reverse. In this archetype, the brand narratives would be a strong revival, rejuvenating you through a spa experience or reconstruction of your aging skin to make you feel young again. Number 6 is comedy and number 7 is tragedy, which are self-explanatory and I'm sure you can think of many examples. Most uh, candy advertising is pegged on comedy. Tragedy, I'm not too sure. I think in advertising there would always be a transformation from tragedy to a better place where the brand takes you. I can't think of anything. Let me know if you remember any ad that fits in the tragedy bucket. Some product categories fit a certain archetypes better, like rags to riches or rebirth for a beauty brand and voyage in return for a tourism brand. But sometimes, as a new brand or a challenger brand, you may decide to break the archetype. An example comes to my mind. It's more like an interpretation. Um, Ariel with Share the Load campaign is overcoming the monster narrative, monster being patriarchy. While Surf Excel, in a way, is also overcoming the monster narrative, with Dot being the monster, the enemy. But it not only overcomes the monster, it in fact embraces it. So it is interesting how the two big brands in the same category operate on the same broad premise but still are so different. Hmm. Could we then surmise that the detergent category is based on overcoming monsters, challenging monsters because um, I'm thinking aloud, even Tide is kind of challenging the whiteness standard, right? Hmm. Let's move forward. Second thing I want to talk about is insights that make a story feel similar. Have you seen the latest Horlicks ad? The first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Horlicks is eh pang, oh pang, pang. <laughs> Maybe it is a Bengali in me. Jopang in Bengali means to jump in water. Jopang is like the sound of water splashing. So my idea of Horlicks is kids running around, having fun, jumping on things, creating a ruggis with their effervescent energy. But in the last many years, Horlicks narrative has changed. It is more purposive, making kids... Taller, stronger, sharper, it is a growth story. Growing in height, growing in strength, and growing in intelligence. But the latest Horlicks ad is slightly different. It starts with a mother and two daughters in a car going somewhere. Actually no, it looks like they're on their way back home from a badminton session. The elder daughter has a sporty characterization replete with the racket, hoodie, headphones, while the mother looks quite traditional in a perfectly pleated sari. So the car has a flat tire when they're in the middle of nowhere. The mother is worried, stranded alone with her daughters. The tense music in the background reflects her sense of fear. She feels uncertain about protecting herself and her young daughters. It is about to get dark soon, and we all know how women feel in the dark, on the road. She tries to make a phone call and summon help, but she's unable to get through. That is when the older daughter gets up and starts changing the tyre. The young sister also helps out. All three of them together change the tyre and help themselves out without needing any external assistance. It is a story of independence, strength, because changing a tire needs physical strength and you can see the girl sweating and powering through it, and the grit, the strength of mind to find your way out of any hurdles that come your way. But the penny drop moment happens when the mother is surprised to see her daughter in action. When did her daughter learn to change the tire? And the line goes, Tum kab itne bade ho gay? That is when the ad hits all emotions. Parents are usually so involved in their kids' growth, nourishing them, nurturing them, protecting them, they don't even realize when the child has actually grown up. Signs of your child's growth come as a surprise when you least expect it. Secretly, parents don't want their children to grow up because as soon as they do, they're not children anymore. They are indeed grown-ups and that realization itself is achingly emotional. This particular ad from Holix reminded me of another ad based on the same insight and interestingly in the same category, an ad done by Complan many, many years ago in late 80s or early 90s. You can watch it on YouTube. I'll link it on my YouTube page. That ad begins with a mother and a father surprising their teenage son with a brand new cycle. The father adjusts the seat of the new cycle to match the son's height as the mother glances at the smaller cycle that the son has outgrown. Son is excited to ride the cycle as other kids crowd around him, wanting a ride as well. He comes and stops in front of his mother, signalling her to sit behind him. There's a little moment there when the mother holds the cycle to balance herself and the child takes her hand and places it on his shoulder, reassuring her that she can rely on him for support. There's a beautiful lullaby-like jingle going on in the background as the mother is surprised and emotional, wondering, Bada. there's a mic in front of me i'm a wannabe singer what did you expect <laughs> you know that chupke se is what makes it so emotional using cycle as a sign of growth was such a great storytelling device subliminal yet clear in sending out the message the ad ends with the line bade ho jaate plan, ke liye. flash forward to 2019 and there was another ad around the same insight this was done by honda amaze The tagline of Amaze is the big move. So it is about Amaze being the symbol of having arrived in life, the high status, the sign of achievements. They made an ad last year where they showed a mother and a son going on a long drive in his brand new car. Just then he receives a call from a friend congratulating him for the big car and asking him who is taking along on the first drive. Oh, on an aside, first ride or first drive is apparently quite a big deal in the culture. The person you take with you on the first ride is the most important person in your life, perhaps your girlfriend if you have one, or your mother as in this case and in the Complan story we discussed before. So coming back to the Amizad, uh, the mother, who is Neena Gupta by the way, feels that the son should have taken his friend instead of taking her and that's when the son stops the car. And as they enjoy the lush forest around them, he says, You were the first person I met in my life, so you are the first. This makes the mother super emotional and she says, Which dovetails into the tagline, the big move. So in all these three ads, the insight was the same. The treatment was different, the plot was different, but the landing was kind of the same. That is the power of a great insight. You can tell a hundred different stories around it. In fact, if the insight is beautiful, it begs to be retold again and again. Okay, I have another example from the automotive category. Have you seen the latest Kia Sonnet ad? Its tagline is wild by design. So the ad shows this man and woman sitting inside Kia sonnet and driving on a road lined with trees on both sides. Suddenly, their wild side comes alive and they decide to go off the road and into the forest. They come across a beautiful waterfall and an amazing view of the moon. And just then, a pack of wolves arrive and start growling. The man and the woman are not scared, of course. They switch on the engine of Kia sonnet and the wolves get scared. They step back and leave them alone. In the last shot, all of them are seen sitting together with Kia Sonnet as the leader of the pack. Now, let's uh, rewind some ten years. I don't know if you would remember, there was an ad done for Hero Honda Hunk motorcycle. Its tagline was the all muscle hunk. It was a chunky looking bike at the time when there were hardly any premium bikes in the Indian market. The ad starts with this man on hunk, riding on a rough terrain with rocks and dust all around. He turns to look back and notices a big cloud of dust. It is a big herd of angry bulls charging towards him. He is calm and composed. He revs the engine of his bike and turns into a massive bull himself, with some CG visual effects. The herd of actual bulls gets scared and run away. The man gets down from his bike and poses like the hunk he is. The insight here was around power and aggression. Both the stories were about reverse intimidation intimidating the one who tries to intimidate you or dominating the one who tries to dominate you shows how powerful you are. As creative people, we are always looking for fresh stories with new characters and settings that have never been seen on the screen before. And that is where the challenge lies. It is relatively easy to borrow an insight and spin a new story around it. But for an ad to be truly refreshing, we need fresh insights and fresh ways of looking at the same things. So coming back to my earlier question, have all stories been told already? Yes and no. Stories have been told, but who tells the story can completely change how the story has been told. Therefore, retelling of stories from different vantage points, different perspectives, different settings is extremely important. Not old wine in a new bottle kind of a way. I'm talking about retelling as a way of rewriting old constructs, of deconstructing a subject and putting it back together in a new voice. A new story that might emerge from the debris of an old story, but you may have never heard it before. For that, we need diverse voices in the advertising industry, surrounding ourselves with people who are different than us, who have grown up watching different content, different literature, pop culture, popular icons. You know how brands today, in most cases, simply translate ads from Hindi to vernacular and run them on regional channel. I think it is time we start borrowing from regional to national. First step really is to make region-specific ads, which several brands are doing already, especially for South India. But I think the genius lies in not just making region-specific ads, but borrowing region-specific cues and nuances that would make sense nationally as well. You know, like how they say in storytelling and writing techniques, the more specific you are, the more universal your story becomes. That's what I mean. Emotions are universal, and the more authentically and specifically you express them, the more easy it is for people to understand and absorb it. I remember this ad done by Tanish for their wedding collection, I think, where they showed people from all over India, from a Punjabi wedding to a Bengali wedding to a Marathi wedding. The emotions of parents, the bride, the groom are not very different during a wedding. It all comes together as a collective emotion, which was done really well, I thought. Regional advertising, or may I say... Cultural advertising needs to be done well, there needs to be sensitivity in dealing with different cultures, respecting their nuances, understanding them, instead of highlighting stereotypes and making a caricature out of them. That would just ruin the whole purpose. A study by KBMG estimated that by 2021, 73% of the total 735 million internet users in India are going to be Indian language internet users. There are so many regional content creators with thousands and sometimes millions of following that brands could leverage. Not just through individual brand collaborations, but in fact, creating a panel of content creators from across different regions who can work together to create a truly Indian content for the brand. If not as panel, maybe as consultants, these are people who hold a rich repository of regional insights, nuances, references, local humor that can give the right regional flavor to the brand. So if a brand truly dreams to have a national presence, it needs to activate all the regions in a cohesive manner. Many a time I know brands won't have the budget for it, but one can dream, right? (laughs) All right. So on that note, on that dreamy note, let me say bye-bye and see you in the next episode. Ta-da! hey thank you for listening to this episode hope you enjoyed it like i always say i would love to hear from you please share your stories your thoughts your opinions with me you can find me on instagram as advertising not a funny business you can also write to me at advertising not a funny business at gmail.com and you can also find me on linkedin as snigdha Bose. so today i have one question for you are there any regional content creators that you'd really like and follow Could be from any genre like comedy or travel or music. Please do let me know. I want to update myself with some good vernacular content. Okay, that's all I had to say. Thank you so much for being here. See you. Bye-bye. And Happy New Year.